wherever you're listening from, we pray this message inspires you to love strong, shine bright, and live free. You know, this year the Lord's been really challenging me to get rid of clutter, (laughs) to get rid of some old things, to minimalize, to get on top of the stuff that's not necessary. And how many of you know that making room means change? (laughs) And how many of you know that change isn't always easy, right? It, it, It requires preparation. It requires letting go of some things. I'm not good at I'm not good at letting things go. <laughs> I'm like a dog with a bone. Um, and I, I, I know that many of you can relate to letting things go this morning. How many of you seen those shows where they just can't give things up? You know, there's hoarder programs where they keep collecting things. And they keep collecting things. But who knows that... Once the house is full, there's no more room for new stuff to come in. Are you hearing me this morning? This morning, I want to talk to you about making room. Because this morning, God is doing a new thing. This morning, as a church, as individuals, God is wanting to breathe new things. He's wanting to release new things. And Alistair's word about the new wine this morning is basically my message so I can go home. (laughs) Uh, And I am a lover of paper. I'm a lover of pens. I'm a lover of painting and all of that sort of stuff. I've got piles of notes beside my bed, on the floor, (laughs) on my desk. And Wes kindly bought me an iPad to write up all my notes because I love writing notes. I'm not technical. I love the stuff. So I've got folders now. This is part of the getting rid of stuff. But um, all that to say is, this morning I want to talk about making room for the new. So in order to take in the new, we have to get rid of some of the old stuff. Amen? Amen? I'm going to pray. God, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that you are alive and well and speaking to hearts. And Lord, as I speak this morning, I just, I pray that it would be your words, not mine, that you would touch hearts, that you would come and just just reveal to us what you're wanting to say in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. You know that song, New Wine, this morning? It's been, we've been playing it for a while now, but this, my message is based out of this song. Um, we will look at some of the word, but not a huge amount. <laughs> it says, in the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. New wine. You are breaking new ground. God is bringing a new wine to this house. God is bringing new ground to this house. But in order to receive the new, we have to get rid of the old. And for for me, it's a continual process. And, And for all of us, it's a process. But the Lord is wanting us to take into consideration what that looks like for us in this current season. 
Because where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom. And it requires us to lay down some stuff. You know, our mission statement says about freedom. You know, we want to see people living free. Not, not bound up with the old and held back by the past, but walking in freedom in Jesus because we know who we are. And so when there is new wine, in the presence of the Lord, there is freedom. Amen. I'm actually just going to speak out of one scripture this morning. So you're not going to forget it, hopefully. <laughs> it's Leviticus 26 verse 10. And it says, you will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. Still eating. (laughs) I love food. I love love food. So um, we, every night... We sit down at the table as a family to eat dinner. There's nine of us in the house at the moment, so it's quite an ordeal. (laughs) I have the lovely Renee who helps me cook meals, which is awesome. We take turns. But here it says, you will still be eating. You will still be eating. You will still be drinking last year's food and wine, last year's season, when you will have to. Make room for the new. Still eating means it's enjoyable. Still eating means you're not quite full yet. Still eating means there's more to be had. But God's saying that he wants us to move that out to make room for what he's got new for us. Are you hearing me this morning? The new stuff that he has for us is greater than the former. And and we have to be prepared to let go of some of the old. I know so many seasoned Christians who I love dearly who just want to go back to the old days, (laughs) to the old anointing, to the old seasons, because it was good. It was God was moving. His presence was tangible. God's saying this morning, he's got something new. The new, it sounds amazing, it sounds great, it sounds exciting. But what is it that we have to give up to receive what he has for us? What are we holding on to before we can actually see and realize what he's bringing to us this morning? In the song it says, I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you. We've got to surrender and yield to him to see the promises of God come to pass, to see the new wine that he's wanting to pour out in this season. I don't, I don't, I have to be careful when I'm speaking because I only want to speak what God's saying. And right now in this season, he's saying he wants to pour out some new things into our lives. I'm just going to pause for a minute. Some of us are not ready to take hold of the new season. Some of us are not ready for the new wine. 
Some of us are happy and saying, not yet. I'm not full yet. Because the old season wasn't necessarily bad. And for some of us, it was pretty good. The food was great. (laughs) We want more of it. But I think in this season, we just need to understand that God is wanting to do something new. And we've got to move that old stuff aside, move it out so we can receive the new of what God is doing for us in this new season. I want to talk a bit more about wine later on. I'm not encouraging drinking, by the way. (laughs) In the Bible, it says, do not be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. So young people, I'm not encouraging drinking this morning. Um, But the wine in the Bible often refers to the Holy Spirit. So this is what I'm talking about this morning. He wants to pour out more of his Holy Spirit in this place. He wants to see more of his presence in this place because when there's more of him, there's more freedom. There's more freedom. People are drawn to him. It's not not of us, it's of him, amen? What are we hanging on to that's preventing us taking hold of what he wants to give us this morning? You know, before a new harvest, they actually clean out the containers that they gather up the harvest in so that there's no cross-contamination, so the old season doesn't come into the new. He cleans it all out. He's cleaning out containers this morning because he wants to pour out new wine in this new season. There's no opportunity for the old to, to come over into the new. Jesus gave a similar illustration in Matthew 9. It says, No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst and the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Both are preserved. So we're still eating last season's stuff. We're still drinking last season's wine And God's saying, we will have to move it out to receive the new. Now, to me, you have to doesn't sound like fun. doesn't give me a choice. (laughs) I need to have choices. You know, Jesus came to give us freedom of choice, you know. Um, But it says, you will have to. The great thing about that is there's a promise attached that he will do what he said he's going to do. He is going to bring to pass the promise that you've been holding on to. And the biggest challenge for us is to trust him in that, to trust God that he will do what he says he's going to do. This is how, this is how we walk by faith, right? As Christians, we live a life of faith. That's the basis of how we live our lives. And so learning to trust him is a big part of the process. Amen? A lot of us are resistant to change. We don't like change. We say we do. I say I like change. But do we really? (laughs) Do we really? 
I've just got five things this morning that I want to talk to you about that make us resistant to change. Five things. I'm sure there's plenty, plenty more, but there's just five things that I want to share with you this morning so you can get your thinking caps on and think how you can get on board with these things. So the first thing is, change is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. You know, we all live our lives by habit. A lot of our life is habit and behavior. And adjusting to something new actually takes time. It's that whole renewing of our mind thing that Al was talking about this morning. We need to be able to renew our thought processes around habitual things that we are stuck in, those loops that we get stuck in to move us to the next thing. And this is how we live our lives. We, we automatically get up in the morning and have a shower and do all those things, and we get into a pattern. And breaking that pattern is hard to do, and it takes time and effort and renewing of our mind. Amen? Change costs. So not only is it awkward and uncomfortable, it costs us something. A few years ago, I had an iPhone, an older version of it, and it started kind of glitching out and became quite unreliable. And I asked Wes to get me a new phone. <laughs> There's a huge story behind that. Um, first time around, we never got the phone, lost quite a bit of money. And then he bought me another one. Lots of new gadgets, awesome new camera on it. But it came with a price tag. <laughs> It came with a price. So when you are going through the process of change, it will cost you something, whether it's financially, emotionally, up toply. <laughs> it will cost you something. So that's number two. Number three, it's the process. It's the journey. Change is continual. From the moment you gave your life to Christ to the moment you reach glory, it's a journey of change. And if you're not changing, you're going stagnant, and that's a pretty dangerous place to be. So I encourage you this morning, if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. <laughs> so some of these thought processes that you might be struggling with or going round in your head with, if you need help with that, go and talk to somebody and they'll get, put you on the right track. Process, journey. Change is a process and journey. Change awakens fear. We like our comfort zones. We like being in the familiar. We like being in the safe. And that fear that rises up in us is the opposite to faith. You know, we need to walk by faith, not by sight. And this morning, if God's calling you to step out or step forth, you've got to live by faith. Trust in him every step of the way. It's the what ifs. You know, what if this happens? What if I don't succeed? What if I fall on my face? Get back up. <laughs> Sorry. I, I've fallen on my face more times than I can remember, but I keep getting back up. And God honors your steps, you know. God honors your steps. So keep going. Number five, change requires trust and confidence in him. 
and knowing that there is a bigger picture and a bigger plan, that he's got it in hand and he's gone before you. We just got to trust in the one who knows, who has the future in his hand. Amen. So making room. Like I said before, we've got nine living in the house at the moment and four of them are my biological kids, <laughs> ranging from preschool to teens. And then last weekend we had two beautiful girls come arrive to stay with us for a while and we have a four-bedroom house. <laughs> so last weekend we were making room for one more. <laughs> Who knows that you've got to find every space you can find when you've got nine people in the house and you don't want to know where some of the people are sleeping but <laughs> we made it work and it's just great to have a, a big family. I've always loved having people in my life. Um, so we had to make room. You know, Wes and I, over the years, we've lived in so many houses. We've owned so many houses. And I, I've got good at decaling, <laughs> getting rid of stuff. We've been married 20 years. We've owned 10 houses. We've lived in 17 so that gives you a little indication of how many places we've lived in in 20 years. Um, but I've got good at getting rid of the old stuff quickly before the kids notice. <laughs> Sorry, Caitlin, Abby. <laughs> and Wes is the sort of person who, who likes a clean bench, a clean table, a clear floor. He'd probably be a good minimalist if we didn't have people in the house. <laughs> but who knows that change, when you're making room for other people in your life, is not just external factors. Change is actually an internal challenge, an internal focus. Change, for me, taking care of six kids and loving, beautiful Renee, and my husband, and all of you, it actually, God has to expand my capacity and my heart for people and, and extend beyond what I, I could ever imagine. And that is the same for each and every one of you. When you are making room for God to move, to pour out that new thing, He's actually wanting you to expand on the inside so you can receive on the inside what he has for you. How many remember the Shunammite woman? The woman who um, Elijah comes along and he spends a meal with, with the family. She's a well-to-do lady. And she says to her husband, I know that this man is a man of God. Can we build him a room? Can we make him a room? And so they go ahead and they build this room and they put a chair and a bed and a table and a lamp in it. She was making room for the miracle of God in her life. God is asking us this morning to make room for the miracles he has for us, to make room for the new wine that he's wanting to pour out in this new season. Sound good?
Leviticus 26.10, you will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. There is new power, there is new freedom, there is new fire, fire of the Holy Spirit in this new season. In Isaiah 43, it says, forget the former thing, do not dwell in the past, see, I am doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. And it's almost impossible sometimes to forget the former because there's a lot of good stuff back there. God's moved before. We've had good wine before. We've had good food before. You know, I'm not speaking real wine. I'm speaking Holy Spirit. (laughs) And um, it's hard to let all that stuff go. But unless we release it, God can't bring the new. And we're going to miss it. I want to just really encourage us this morning that... God can only pour out when we've made room for him. The Shunammite woman, she, because she made room for the man of God, he, he gave her the desires of her heart. When you make room for God, he brings dreams to pass. He brings those promises to pass. Her desire was to have a son. She was given a son, you know, He passed away and was raised to life and then she'd moved out of the country and came back again. But everything was restored to her when she came back. Everything is going to be restored to you that was lost. If you've had seasons of loss, if you've been in the crushing, in the pressing, God is restoring new things, but he's also restoring things that you've lost that the locusts of Eden And you know, when you're holding on to things tightly, you can't receive. When your hands are like this, holding on to old things, God's got to try and pry that open. But if we release, then he can pour out what he wants to do. 2 Corinthians 1.20 says, all God's promises are yes and amen. So laying laying aside yesterday's anointing, is purely to receive what he's got for us in this season. Amen? God is preparing us to move out. Move out all that is necessary to make room for what's ahead. To make room for the new. You know, Ecclesiastes 3 says, there's a time and season for everything under the sun. This season is a season for new wine. God is wanting to pour out new wine. Why don't we have the band back up? New wine is prophetic prophetic of the Holy Spirit. And the new season of new wine is something that we are stepping into as individuals and as a church. And throughout the Old Testament, new wine was referred to as the promised land. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. Do we remember that? (laughs) But like I said, Ephesians and Acts says, do not be drunk on wine, but but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's really the heart of this this morning. 
open lives. And what God has for us in this season is distinctive for now. It's a now. This song is a now song. We've all been through the crushing and the pressing. We've all had those seasons where we've thought the life's being squashed out of us. This morning the Lord is saying that he wants to pour out in a new way. He wants to pour out in a new way. And it's a way that we're not used to. It's a way that we haven't experienced before. New wine speaks of a new intimacy and love with God. New intimacy with him. It's Holy Spirit drawing us, wooing us into a place of great delight. In this season, trials are giving way to joy. I'm speaking prophetically this morning. If you've had trials in your life, God is wanting to bring you into a place of joy and happiness and and celebration. We know that wine is pressed from grapes. The Hebrew word translated from new wine means freshly pressed. They've been trodden on. They've been produced under pressure. New wine means it's time for harvest. What does harvest look like? Salvation. People being brought to Jesus. Finding Christ. Finding freedom. Finding hope. Finding life. Finding promise. Finding their destiny and finding out who they are in Christ. Joel 2 says, I am sending you grain, new wine, and olive oil enough to satisfy you fully. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. A harvest from God is abundant. New wine brings celebration. New wine is miraculous. We're going to see the miracles of God in the land of the living. We're going to see healing. We're going to see people being raised from the dead. There's going to be restoration of families. Fathers are going to be brought back to their sons. Families are going to be restored. Are we excited about this? Because it's a new day, people. It's a new day. Why don't we stand? We're entering a new season where the old ways are not enough. Means and methods are now surpassed. God's got new strategies for us to embrace, but we need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to follow His leading and His guiding. New wine is a season of miracles. Lastly, in this new season, in this new wine season, he gets glorified. He gets glorified. I just want to challenge you this morning, if you've been through the crushing and through the pressing, he's bringing you into a new season of fruition, a new season of new wine, a new season of miraculous and restoration. 
I'm just going to close in prayer. Father, we thank you that you are doing a new thing. Lord, I just ask that as we start to move out some of the old to make way for the new, that we would hear your voice clearly, that we'd be open to all that you have for us, that we would be open to see souls coming into the house, the broken, the abandoned, the needy, Lord, help us to love them with your heart, with your eyes, Lord Jesus. We thank you for salvation in this house. We know your heart is that none should perish. Thanks for listening. For more information about Aspire Church, find and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Or check out our website, aspirechurch.org.nz. Love to see you on Sundays, 10 a.m., 101 Hardy Street.